Hey guys, today we're going to focus on, or what I'm going to talk about is how I stop negative self-talk. I was thinking about this today because, well, I guess for the week, it's been a pretty tough week. I have my tough days, as you may or may not know if you've been listening to the past few podcasts i am recovering at home and on december 9th it is not what going on three months um that i've been recovering and it's been you know to say the least this past week it because it was carried on for a few days it's been pretty tough because i realized that it's going on three months of being pretty isolated, feeling pretty isolated, uh, experiencing loneliness. And the only time I really leave the house is when I go to my doctor's appointments. Um, the good thing is that I do have a family um, that, that they do come and it's nothing to do with my family or, you know, like not having those relationships because I, I definitely do. Um, I, I am very blessed that way that our family has experienced so much healing and evolved so much. And I think this event just like pushed it even even more so. Um, and I am pretty like I'm, I live on my own. I'm pretty independent. But I think when you're injured and you can't go out, you know, and I was talking to my therapist and I was telling her, it's not that I've ever really needed to like be around people, talking to them and all that, um, because I've, I, I always have just really awesome conversations because of the podcast, because of, um, you know, what I do, that I'm always able to connect with people and just have those conversations. So I'm very blessed in that way, but I just miss just going out to like a coffee shop you know, just being around people, not necessarily like talking to them uh, because I don't need to be talking to people. You know, I just, you think like I'm independent. I live on my own until you're like having to be home all the time. And the only time that you do go out out of your apartment is when you go to doctor's appointments. And I don't really go outside. I live on the second floor. Um, But it just had me thinking about you know i i try to create more than i consume and i've been kind of giving myself the task of like having this podcast and making sure that i am you know creating and coming on here and doing these episodes because i know that they help me i know that i'm a creative person and you know i love like doing these types of things and for the past two weeks, it's been difficult for me to come on here. I go to sleep like sometimes at three, four in the morning because I'm having pain and I can't get, you know, and I can't sleep. Um, and I say all that to say, you know, not to bring the house down or anything, but I, I share all this with you guys in the hopes that um, you get some insight, um, inspiration, creative ideas. Um, and. It just made me think of like, how am I able to be in this position even when I'm asked? Like, how are you able to do this? And I think it's had to do with years of like, 
practicing when it comes to changing my habits and looking at becoming more aware and, and starting to just wanting to be a better human, right? Not just for myself and my family and my relationship, but like as a collective, right? And it made me think about I'm, I'm, when you have pain, it's hard to stay, you know, quote unquote, positive or just measly like change your thought, you know, and just think a better thought because as I've mentioned before, pain is all consuming. It's not like you can't say, oh, like, you know, don't be, it's not as simple as like, don't be negative. You know, it's like you're in pain. And if you're in pain, you're in pain. And if you get sucked into it, it will, you know, you would just spiral down and it's hard to pull yourself out of that. And I've now, as I've mentioned in the prior episodes, I've now thankfully have found like videos and people. And of course I have a therapist but I found um, ways that other people who are in like just uh, you know experiencing I say worse and you know that's not to negate like what I'm going through but like that have experienced because they've had to experience these things for years and I'm able to pull myself as best I can with like distracting myself you know being compassionate compassionate with myself and not trying to add because you know there there is that saying that I've learned is that there is pain and then there is suffering, right? And so I'm trying my best not to suffer through this and just to recognize and feel my emotions and deal my emotions and not get consumed. Um, and I'm glad that I've had these tools because I don't know if I would have been okay had I not had the years of practicing and it really all started because I feel that um, when I was looking back, you know, how did I stop the negative self-talk? How, how was I able to start changing like the way I was thinking and the way um, I was talking to myself? And I, and it really started with, um, God, it was, I think it's been over 10 years. Yeah, I was, I was with an ex and we had broken up. And I think in that time, I, I, when he and I were dating, I had already started going to therapy. I think either at the same time as I was seeing him or like almost a year or something. Um, anyways, I, he and I, it was an emotionally abusive relationship. And I always felt like he was too good for me because of having two parents and the way he was raised and him being, you know, highly educated and, and you know, having money. And, and in a sense, um, I wouldn't say he came from wealth, but his parents were educated as well. And so I just always thought he was better than me. And he wasn't, you know, and especially because I allowed myself to be in a, an emotionally abusive relationship and psychologically, um, I would say abusive. It was like the P and I were the perfect storm, I feel. You know, I just, my confidence was so low. Like, I really didn't love myself. I, in that time, I, I had built the outside to look so nice. I mean, I was going to the gym like five, six times a week and I would always dress and look nails done, hair done, you know, and I just loved dressing out the outside because I just felt so ugly and unworthy inside. And I, de I didn't want people to 
see how I felt inside. And I thought if, if I work on the outside, I somehow, I think I believe that it would help my inside, you know, and, and to add on top of that, you know, getting into this relationship that was that way at the end of it, I was, I was finally able to get out of that. I then started being emotionally abusive and had so much self-judgment because here I am in a one, one way, a single mom, I'm, I'm having this job at a law firm and I, I look, you know, the part and I, I'm doing pretty well for myself and I look confident and I look like I would love myself. And I worked in law and, and you know, it was very like cutthroat kind of um, where I worked and I never let anyone come at me or talk to me. And here I am in this emotionally abusive relationship. And on top of that, of being like heartbroken because because of the relationship, regardless of any relationship that is, you're, you are heartbroken and it's the end of a relationship, right? Even if it was your decision. And so you have that and then I'm, I'm realizing that it was an emotionally abusive relationship. And on top of that, I'm judging myself for, you know, you know, like feeling like I was stupid. Like, how did I let, you know, him talk to me that way? And then I started like recounting all our conversations and what I would have said to him. And then I judged my, I mean, it was nonstop. Um, and of course, I know that that had a lot to do with my upbringing as well, you know. And I just started listening. I just remember like, I think it was months of this. And I just remember like listening to myself, like here I am over a break, you know, trying to get over a breakup, trying to come to terms with realizing that the relationship wasn't the healthiest. And why did I put up with that, you know? And, and why now, after experiencing that, was I now emotionally abusing myself and judging myself and, you know, just berating myself and just having this horrible, toxic relationship with myself far beyond him because I understood that he wasn't the one that started or created this. I got in this relationship and this like I said, quote unquote, perfect storm, because I didn't value myself, you know, and I didn't love myself. And that's what I learned from that relationship that I, that I didn't love myself. And I, I just learned so much. I was like, wow, I really don't love myself. You know, I got in this relationship and this person talked to me some kind of way and I just allowed it you know and now i'm uh, you know being so toxic and abusive emotionally to myself and i'm judging myself and that kind of like was when the real work started for me i had started to go to therapy but as many or if you know when you start therapy it's like opening pandora's box right it's like you gotta you know it's a whole thing that you you have to start um, working on yourself and so that was pretty much the beginning for me of awareness and that's really number one is being aware of what you're saying to yourself paying attention to your habits relationships but mainly it's really 
how you talk to yourself. Which brings me to the second thing. It's really about compassion. I know that in the beginning, I was listening to the way I was talking to myself or paying attention to the way I was talking to myself and, you know, like stopping that negative self-talk and being better about being kinder to myself. The only thing was that I really didn't know how to have that self-compassion. I first had to learn to have it for others and that's always easier to do than it is to have that self-compassion for ourselves especially when you have an upbringing where you haven't seen that done or modeled for yourself and in the beginning it just felt really weird you know it felt weird to have that compassion for myself when I made mistakes when I didn't, you know, like know better, you know, which which sounds really weird and where a lot of my self judgment came from and understanding that because I had been on my own since I was 15, I never really allowed myself to make mistakes, mistakes even in my home um, through being 15 and kind of being on my own, I wasn't allowing myself to make a lot of mistakes because those mistakes would be very dire. You know, they could, they could have an effect. I was very much on survival mode and mistakes cannot be made. And so I kind of like took on this, like consistently judging myself to help myself get into this like be better next time and kind of placing this perfectionism on myself. And that of course worked, you know, quote unquote worked for a while because I know that I was on survival mode, but as an adult and an adult who's having the awareness, right? Who's starting to work on themselves and wants to move out of survival mode. It's important for us to have self-compassion and have this compassion while we're going through the process. So I've had to learn to kind of be kinder to myself. In the beginning, it just felt so weird and it was even like I would laugh and just feel really silly. And I just remember like another thing was like affirmations, you know, they tell us to do affirmations, but they never worked for me because my mind was always like, that's not true, you know, like, one, one of the things is when you're starting to do the work, I know for me, I've mentioned that I always had journaling, but the thing is that journaling is a place where it holds like a safe space, right? But when you're processing emotions, your mind and your body, and they even tell you like, when talk therapy, like a lot of the times it, they tell you that you don't necessarily have to talk about the event, right? Unless obviously you want to. Um, and a lot of the times they now give you tools to process because your mind and your body doesn't know the difference and it's thrown into a fight fight or flight and now they even have freeze response and your body does like kind of experience this re-traumatization because your emotions are involved and so 
you need something to be able to let you know that you're safe. And that's when I found tapping. Tapping really allowed me to know that I was safe, that I was able to walk through those emotions and know that everything was okay. And that kind of like is where wisdom comes from, is where knowledge comes from, when we're able to look at the past and not be so emotionally triggered and emotionally attached so that we're not re like traumatizing ourselves. And so tapping really helped me move through those emotions so that I was able to lessen the effect and kind of learn from that. And EFT also helped me when it came to now putting in those new habits, right? It's kind of like when you do spring cleaning, in order to allow new new things to come in, you have to allow yourself to let um to let yourself get into like these new habits where you're putting the things that you want and so that's why affirmations in the beginning they don't work because you're telling yourself something and your mind's like that's not true you know it's like you've been talking to yourself this whole time and you're so emotionally attached to that But now I'm supposed to believe that, oh, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart, you know, or I'm worthy or like whatever your issue may be, it's not going to happen. We kind of like need to call out the thing, process it, and then work through it and clear it to an order, at least for me, so that I can start bringing in these new habits. And tapping was also part of that. It really allowed me to accept right like to 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 kind of and you even feel it when you're tapping you'll your eyes will get watery you'll start to yawn you'll feel the need to like move around at least that's the way I was experiencing it so I was able to now start like reprogramming and allowing these things I also did mirror work I would look at myself and talk to myself and again all of these things feel so silly in the moment but once you start doing over and over you kind of like i remember saying why is this stupid or why does this feel silly because this is something that's really helping me feel so worthy you know this is something that is helping me learn self-love and compassion like I mentioned and and because I've started to do all these things uh this is the way I should be talking to myself and I knew the work was working when I said to myself like oh I'm stupid I remember and and I hurt my own feelings like I remember like my chest like I emotionally hurt myself and I was like well that's weird like yeah that's right I don't talk to myself like that anymore you know I don't like subscribe to that way of thinking and acting you know a lot of the times one of the things that for me I've noticed that we get so attached to our thoughts or feelings or things and now having because I am in this situation and because I've started to look up, you know, things on awareness and like listening to people who have experienced pain, I've learned to say to myself, you know, I am not 
my pain. I am not my feelings. I am not my thoughts. Um, because a lot of the times we think it's subconscious. You know, this it's created from the subconscious, but having listened to spiritual teachers, one of them being uh, Miss Pravala on YouTube, I understand that a lot of the thoughts that come in, I know a lot of times they say it's our subconscious, you know, but as a collective, you know, we pick up these thoughts, the shadows that come up just throughout life. And we think that they're ours and we get attached to them, you know, and the reality is that they're not our own. So if we have these th negative thoughts coming in who, that are not our own, right? They're coming in as a collective, right? When we go out in the world and we have our own stuff from our past, from our patterns and our habits and our upbringing and all of these things, then it seems like there's just so many things that are coming at us all the time. And then we also have, you know, social media and watching programs and things like that. I've been listening to Michael Singer. I listen to a lot of his interviews and he is the author of The Surrender Experiment and Untethered. <laughs> and when I listen to his interview, something that sticks out to me is when he talks about like letting things go because when you're in practice yes you're having that awareness right your first thing is like you're you become very aware and you start listening to the thoughts that are coming up for you that you weren't even thinking about you have in, intrusive thoughts and you're you're becoming aware and then what you start to do is you start to judge yourself and then you're judging yourself for judging yourself <laughs> that was one something that he said on an interview that i was listening to that i that was pretty funny, but I love his take about letting go. So it reminds me of if you listen to um, a previous podcast, I talked about going through um, anger, like working through anger and how anger was such a strong emotion in me. The reason for that, um, I always take it back because I think it's important. You don't necessarily need to go back and know why things happen. It certainly helps me to process, but um, you definitely don't need to go back and you don't need a story and then work through it. I, I've learned that as well. You can also take whatever emotion or thing that you're working on to just work on it now and get to the other side. But I talked about anger because anger was one of the most difficult, one of the, yeah, one of the most difficult emotions for me to work through and being that I was in a relationship at the time I wanted to work through becoming better at communication and working on my anger and things like that and and looking and being aware in the moment and not letting myself get like taken by anger and realizing that that came from parents of mine and watching them deal with their emotions and get carried by their emotions so i say all of that to say because when michael singer was talking about letting the, the thought come up and what normally happens either we get taken by the emotion and we just act or uh, for a lot of people too you may be doing both you tend to suppress you suppress a lot of the emotions which for me i feel like anger was okay to express um, every other emotion you were supposed to suppress. So that was kind of like 
my pattern, what was acceptable in society, in, in the neighborhood that I was in, what was acceptable in, in growing up and what was modeled and having to work through that. And so when he talks about being able to let the emotion come up and then letting it go, I always was like, well, my letting go was like acting out, right? And, or suppressing, right? Like shoving it down and pretending and, you know, oh, I don't wanna like act crazy or I don't wanna like, you know, be too dramatic or sensitive with all these things that a lot of us, regardless of how you grew up, we get told, right? Just depending on, on your age sometimes and the and in the way that you were taught taught when it happens, even like when you're male or female. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, so one of the things that he talks about is letting the emotion come up and then just kind of go through. And for me, I thought about it when it came to anger, like I just felt like it felt like a ball, like a roller coaster. It, it was something that I couldn't stop. And then a breath was one of the biggest thing is like being aware, like, okay, this emotion is coming up. I am going to breathe. I'm going to take a step back. And then having that whole thing about separating myself from the place. And that is essentially letting the emotion not suppressing it right not not taking the emotion and then lashing out or you know going off of that emotion but it's like the awareness is coming in having enough compassion taking that breath right having that enough compassion to tell yourself like listen i may uh, at this moment i'm getting i'm letting this emotion overwhelm me that's okay that's normal i'm gonna step away so that i can allow this emotion to pass through safely and whether, again, you decide to journal or whatever you decide to do that, it's letting the emotion just kind of like have its moment and then pass through. So the way I described it to my daughter uh, one time was kind of like, you know, when you're at a, a theme park, <laughs> Our emotions kind of feel like that sometimes. Um, anyways, the reason I say that is because when we think about a roller coaster, right? I explained it to my daughters. I think of a roller coaster. You're either the conductor, you're on the roller coaster, or you're a person that's passing by that just notices the roller coaster. So when we're led by our emotions, we're on the roller coaster. It's just taking us up and down, whichever which way. It's just going to have its way with us, right? And when you're having that awareness and you're just like making that decision, right? Like, okay, we're going to decide how this is going to play out. You're now the conductor. You're now the one that's like deciding if you're going to stop it, you're going to slow it down, you're going to make it go faster. And when I think of Michael Singer and when we think of like, here comes the emotion, we're letting it, okay, we're just going to let it go. You're someone that's just passing by. You happen to notice the roller coaster, the person that's conducting, you know, the the ride, um, taking care of the ride or whatever. And that's kind of the way I think about that whatever emotion is overwhelming, we can make the decision to be on it, you know, get on that ride, let that emotion control us. We can decide to be the conductor, be the person that, okay, we're gonna decide how this emotion is gonna go, or we're just gonna decide to like, oh, I noticed the roller coaster, I noticed the emotion, 
I'm just going to keep it moving. You know, it's, it's normal. It's there. I see it. Um, and we can decide to just let it pass through. One of the simplest ways that we can really, that I started to kind of change my habits when it came to negative emotions and seeing how I dealt with those emotions was really starting to make sure and I was aware not just of of the people that I was around but also the programs that I watched you know a lot of the times we'll watch programs just very like you know seamlessly we won't think a lot about it but we're essentially like going through a lot of different emotions when we're watching it and our brain doesn't really know that we're separate from whatever we're watching and um sometimes yes I'm like I watch a lot of things for entertainment, you know, I like a lot of different things, but I also make sure that there's always a balance. Like for me, especially now, it's so important that I, especially in the morning, that I'm prepping myself in the most aligned and the most positive, you know, or even neutral. Um, I will watch a lot of like things that raise my spirits um put me in a positive light or in in a in a great state that made me feel inspired you know or creative especially creative i love watching a lot of creatives because i just get this like rush of creativity and i also watch my emotions if i'm in a lot of pain or if i had an emotional day um i'll make sure to watch um just better shows you know or listen to things that just made me feel a lot better a lot more inspired so that's definitely one way to start to like work through and get over our negative state and when you can't help it to always remember to forgive yourself that would be the third and um, final way i think that i'd really learn and i'm still working through that's that's a reality of it i'm still working through forgiveness I've had a lot of like self-judgment. Um, I've definitely because of, you know, my upbringing of the choices uh, when I was an adult, not making the best choices and kind of like judging myself for a lot of things. And once you do start doing the work, you realize and you start looking back and you tend to have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And that takes a lot of time to start working through for me it was definitely about motherhood you know I had my own bringing upbringing in my own things and I wasn't very proud of the way I was as a mother you know I was I was a you know I was a teen mom and I didn't always have the education and the awareness just like my parents and I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt on the way I acted in relationships, uh, in friendships, and just as a human out here in the world, I was holding on to a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And I also had a lot of church wounds, a lot of like, am I a good or bad person? I had a lot of shame and I thought of myself as a, like a bad person. And that was something, like I said, I'm still still learning to, I'm, I'm better at awareness, so much better. Um, I'm better at compassion and I'm better at working through those emotions. I'm very proud of how far I've come. But if you're a human in this world, 
and a large part of us as humans is always wanting to improve and be better and a lot of the times we mistake learning and evolving for being perfect and so we'll look back and we'll judge ourselves really harshly because of the mistakes that we made not looking at where we are today so that would be you know my last thing to say is to allow yourself to focus just like with anything and everything on how far you've come and how much you're doing the work and that if you want to judge it good or bad I would just say you know you're doing the best you can and if you're trying to evolve you're a better human being than you were yesterday if you heard me use emotions and negative talk uh, kind of intertwine it's because if you're someone that's interested in like creating your reality your thoughts create your reality manifesting wanting to get aligned those things are intertwined eventually whatever we think causes emotions in our body and then that creates a vibration which is then returned back to us and more and more as i go through this journey of working when it comes to pain in my body i'm learning that the better i think and the better I'm putting towards my emotions, the faster my life starts to change and I start to recover. It's definitely a journey and I'll leave you with this quote that has really been so helpful for me. It's by Helen Hadsell. (laughs) And she says, we have to watch our thoughts because they become words. You have to watch your, watch your words because they become actions and always make sure to watch what your actions because eventually they become habits. Your habits become your character and then your character ultimately becomes your destiny. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful. As always, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating as that helps get the podcast out. Thank you.